and welcome to hey. episode 17. 17. Oh my god, we're nearly at 20. Yes. Okay, sorry, numbers. <laughs> um, this is the Bookworm Podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Jo. And today we're going to be reviewing A Study in Slaughter, which is the third book in the School of Magic series. I love School of Magic series! So do I! <laughs> um, yeah, so Jo, you have finally got me into this series. Yes, I have been saying. Basically, there, we- there was a point when I was like, here is a book, read it in order to stay my friend. <laughs> Not quite that harsh, but I was like, I really, really, really need someone in my life to have read these books and no one has read them, so just read it. And like we we swap books and it was like we have to read them <laughs> friend homework but homework. now she's into them of her own accord yay and i am happy <laughs> so without further ado what did you think of the third book well can i do two minutes quickly on the plot yeah i will be super speedy okay okay so she goes into her third year sorry it's third book she goes into her second year she um they start classes she's all interested in studying like pocket dimensions because she wants to make a contraption that she can store magic in so she's working on that they have all sorts of new classes i will go into the classes maybe later maybe not who cares um then she's got a new head of year master tour master tour does not like her um she the alasa starts a chem team which is like sport it's like the quidditch only it's really complicated and weird and she has no interest in sport which is great because she's like a book nerd that's like p sport uh don't care so relate <laughs> she is, and then so she dies out of a chem game also she has two new roommates called the gorgon who is a gorgon and lynn who doesn't talk um she is but she's in a room on her own when everyone else is watching Ken. She tries to make a pocket dimension, but she's in a po- pocket dimension because the school is in a pocket dimension. So then Master Tor comes barging in because the wards tell her that some him that the wards aren't right with the pocket dimensions, and he's like, "You're in so much trouble." So he drags off to the warden, which is like the punisher of the school, and nah. and then she goes in to be punished, and then he's dead, and then she's like, "Oh, he's dead," and then everyone thinks that she killed. Well, people think that she might have killed him, but then they establish that she didn't. And then, like, a while later, Travis, who is a really mean guy in sixth year, who was kind of the one in charge of the warden, he, he's a prefect, so he was, like, around, and was the person that found her when she's like, ah, the warden's dead. And then, like, a few weeks later, he dies, and Danielle, his girlfriend, finds him. And then, like, a few days later, she dies, and then Kay finds her, and then a few days later, Kay dies, and then it's like, yeah, people are dying. And then there was, like, ah, find whoever killed. I'm so trailing off. I'm not going to get this done in three minutes. Um, sorry, and then um, it's like find out who's killing people, and then she is in a corridor with Master Bane Tor. Who's she with? Was Tor? No, it wasn't Tor. It was the new martial magic teacher. Um, 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 Bane. Sergeant Bane. Sergeant Bane. She is with Sergeant Bane. And then he turns into a mimic, which was introduced in the previous book. A mimic is a creature that takes on the form of another. So they show it with sheep, like it would take on the form of another sheep, and the sheep that it left died, and then it became the sheep. It, It basically has the memories, it becomes that person uses up all their resources and then moves on to the next person so the, and then when it's without form it's like a swirly thing of mist and colors and blobs in my mind it looks like a floating scribble yeah yeah um so that comes and attacks her and she's like as ah, a mimic must run away so she like dies out the window and like nearly dies but kind of gets caught by someone and then they know it's a mimic so then they're trying to find the mimic and they're coming up with ways to try and find the mimic they nearly do it but then they can't capture it and they're like oh no and then eventually she realizes that the mimic isn't 
a creature, it's a spell, and then they dispel it, and then they win. And all's good. Yeah. I went so quick. So I got really, like, distracted with the first half, and then just went so quick through, like, the entire last two thirds of the book. I mean, that's cool. I went quick summary. Anyway, so we're doing a opinions. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I like the characters. I like Emily. I like the fact that the whole twist is the mimic is a spell. Oh, oh, other plot summary. Throughout the entire book, people are going through her stuff, and... Like, she couldn't work out what was going on. Someone tried to kill her at some point. Uh, she really hated the Gorgon. She thought that the Gorgon was the one that was trying to go through her notes and stuff and that didn't like her. They were arguing. And Lynn just didn't talk. And they, but she basically didn't notice Lynn the entire time. She realised at the end, because she worked out how to make a finger a fingerprint spell that would analyse... She, she could, like, cast the spell over her desk and see who had touched her desk and also see where else the fingerprints were. She realised at the end that it was Lynn. Um, and then it turned out that Lynn was sent from a different school to spy on her because she's been noticed in the Allied lands. And then Lynn tried to kill her and then the Gorgon came along and the Gorgon, she was, like, fighting her and the Gorgon. But, like, Lynn is a really advanced magician and they just didn't realise it because Lynn had put subtle magic all over the room to make Emily not notice her at all and to make her suspicious of the Gorgon. So both Emily and the Gorgon were fighting the were fighting Lynn and then the Gorgon went all like Gorgon powers, kind of like a Medusa they are, they've got like snakes. So she went to try and turn the Lynn into stone, but Lynn rebounded both the magic, turned both Emily and Gorgon into stone, escaped, it took them a few days to get them out of stone. Yes, and Lynn is from is like a spy from a different school. Yes, mountaintop is the school. Yes. Um yeah, that's a quick review. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot that entire plot line. Um, thoughts on um, the book, I guess. Um, I Hannah liked, has great notes. I have amazing notes because I'm an amazing noter. Oh, yes. That's become a verb now. Noter? I don't know. To note. Grammar. Ugh. Anyway, um, so... Alassa, you mentioned, um, builds her own Ken team. So it's like a really weird game. Um, it's like dodgeball, but like weirder. And with magic. And, and magic. with, like, it mentioned in the previous book that there were some people that were traitors that tried to betray their team and come yeah. win that way. There's so many rules and it never really gets explained. And the, kind of, the reason it never gets explained is that Emily never understands it because she has no interest in it. Basically. And all of her friends are obsessing over Ken and she's just like, really? <laughs> Please, why? And it's like, kind of how I feel about football. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I kind of felt like uh, Alassa becoming the team captain was kind of foreshadowing for what she'd be like when she was queen yeah i thought that was a cool little add-on thing that um the author put in i like the addition of her personality of how she's like the sports fanatic and she's so into it yeah <laughs> she loves it uh and then in this book we get um a load of classes that um emily can take yes i have the list of the options that she can take she can take etiquette, etiquette, which Alassa calls polite death threats, which I just love. <laughs> That's really cool. They can take law, animal bonding, herbology, healing, construction and warding, martial, uh, magical art or defensive magic, which is the pre-runner to martial magic. And as she's already done that, she doesn't need to do it. Um, and she, the ones that she does, she does like taste the sessions for all of them. I know that she, she definitely takes healing construction and warding she definitely doesn't take magical art herbology defensive magic or animal bonding because essentially either you bond with an animal in the first like taste session or you're not 
go into with any of those animals, so not really worth it. I think a maker bonded with a hamster. Um, I think there was like a one-line thing. It's never mentioned again, but there was like a one-line thing that like a maker picked up a hamster. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, then I can't remember whether she takes etiquette or law. I think she does. I think but... she takes law, doesn't she? Yeah. Because she's like, well, now I'm a baroness, I kind of have to know Didn't Master Tor teach law or something? He hates her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Alassa told her that she should take etiquette, but there was never any mention of her going to etiquette lessons. But maybe she did and it just wasn't important. Mm, yeah, I don't remember. So uh, we get all of these different lessons, and uh, healing is taught by Lady Barb. I love Lady Barb! Yep, she's great. And then, <laughs> so I wrote down in my notes that apparently Lady Barb says something along the lines of if you choose the course because you want to look at naked bodies then there are plenty of other courses that offer that big question what other courses offer that (laughs) what school is this we were just talking about this before the podcast and the only thing that we could think that they could possibly fit that into is magical art because otherwise you know that that, that doesn't belong in a law class does it nudity belongs nowhere (laughs) belongs in the privacy of your own home (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and not in a boarding school. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> I, I sound so uptight. <laughs> you just make notes of the randomest things and then read them out, and it's funny. I mean, it's just things that catch my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, another thing, I asked you. I actually asked you as I was reading this. Oh yeah. Um, so Emily is talking about power reserves, and that she doesn't she want to be able to teleport? Is that different? Yeah, she wants like a, like void cam. Yeah. So um, to teleport, you have to have a lot of power, basically, and she wants to get more power because why wouldn't you? Mm. Um, and so she's talking about power reserves, and she's going to teleport teleport until Lady Barb told her not to uh, because she wasn't powerful enough. Um, but how do you know how much power you have? Because it's not like a video game where right. like, you can have a bar that tells you. Like, there is no written-down number of how much XP points you have. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird... So I gave the answer to this of the only way to know is if you expend all of your power, which they did do when they were trying to... Because when they were trying to capture the Mimic, they realised that the Mimic could had to, would have to move on when it ran out of power. So it And it used up more power by... Um, I mean, this is the plan that didn't work. The, you, the Mimic used up more power... When it... It didn't replenish its magical reserves once it took over a person. So when their magic had ran out then it was gone and it would have to move on to the next person, which is why it was moving from person to person quicker when it was acting as a magician compared to how it would if it was acting as a human or a sheep. So they would get each person in, get them to expand all of their power, which was a huge taboo because it was kind of private to each person how much power they had, but they had to do it because people were dying. So they got everyone to expand all of their power. And... um, so that was one way to find out, but it's not rare, it's rarely done. It's just in this one instance. Mm-hmm. And that's how she noticed that Lynn had a lot more power than she would have expected mm-hmm. because when she was expanding all of hers. Um, but also, teleporting requires such a colossal amount of power that Lady Barb just knew that Emily didn't have that power. No second year would. Emily does eventually learn how to do it, and it's really quite rare for someone her age to be able to teleport, but she like power kind of develops as you keep going and if you end up severely drained then it can either kill you or expand your magic reserves but it's like they're not allowed to do it they get expelled for trying to do it because in trying to expand their power reserves there's a risk of madness 
Mm. So, um, so then from that, she kind of gets this idea to create a pocket dimension mm. in which she could store power and kind of build it so up. that she can have. She calls it a battery. So literally, she can like she she puts like eventually she puts a valve into it so she can channel it through her but not through her brain so she doesn't risk madness we're like a necromancer would but she has this storage of her own power that she can power into spells that she doesn't have enough magic on her own to do so that's what she's trying to create in this which is why she's trying to learn how to make a pocket dimension Mm, uh, which all goes horribly wrong very much so and she gets told off by Matthew anyway the next um, note I have is that Calvin calls PE a studying state sponsored terrorism I think that should just become a phrase in real life me too that's what I'm going to call it now even though I'm not at school and yeah, I'm not we don't have PE so we don't need to say studying sports state sponsored terrorism that's really hard to say state sponsored terrorism state sponsored terrorism state sponsored terrorism Although, if you are in school and you do take PE, feel free to use it. Yeah. Unless you get told off for being insensitive. That's then, very true. And then don't. <laughs> and then don't. <laughs> um, Just say it to your friends as a joke and they might laugh. I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe your friends hate you. I don't know. Moving on. We went really off topic there. <laughs> um, as part of her defensive... Um, no, as part of her martial magic training, she has to um, go to... A haunted house, basically. It's called Black Hall. Basically, one of the previous uh, grandmasters of Whitehall want- went mad and wanted to create his own power base. So he, off in the distance, made his own castle called Black Hall. He filled it full of all sorts of traps and stuff. And eventually, he was discovered, and like there was a kind of a bit of a war slash state against him trying to take him down and they did and they put a new grandmaster in charge of Whitehall but Blackhall remained so what they did was the martial magic tutors dismantled almost all of the traps that he'd created at the unless the ones that they wanted to convert to something that they could use they then added their own traps and it became a essentially a maze or like a an arena for them to train the more advanced martial magic students so in second year they had to navigate through black hall they would have challenges like they'd have to get a certain item out there'd be all sorts of traps they'd be turned into like cats and stuff that all the doors were completely sealed so the only way she could get in was to turn herself into a really small i think she turned herself into an insect or something to get under the door it's like a magical maze with which would test the skills of the martial magicians and it would teach them how to say break into someone's their own house or to get through traps or how to work together it, it was it was pretty cool it gave me strong tribes of tournament vibes it but did. i liked it yeah um yeah so then hang on i'm just looking at my notes the next one i have is another lady barb quote because she's great she gives them homework to explore each other's bodies. Oh, this is a bit weird. But, like, not actually let take the clothes off and go poke poke. Like, this was for <laughs> healing, by the way. Uh, there's a magical, a magical spell that would allow them to explore the internal uh, parts of the bodies. Um, Which is really weird, by the way. It is really weird, but, like, yeah, learn how a healthy liver feels magically. It's like a, it's like a MRI scan. I do like the details of, like, that you get about magical healing, though. Yeah, because it's interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. So it's such a weird list of comments that you've come up with. Normally, we discuss <laughs> characters and stuff, and we're just random comments that Hannah's highlighted. Why not? Uh, so, Master Tor, who is the guy who is um, Emily's like year head. head yeah, um, he I equivalented him. Equivalented. 
Sure. Sure. Him to Snape, basically. He, like, it hates Emily. Very strong Harry Potter vibes. And he has like, a vendetta against her, kind of. And There's political reasons. Yeah. I like the politics. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's um a nice addition. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Shall we get on to the negative you mentioned earlier? Yeah, so uh, this all this mimic stuff... Um, about how it was like killing people and nobody knew what was going on and the school was like ah we might have to close and then they find out it's a monster yeah where does that sound familiar harry potter the chamber of secrets conveniently also second year huge negative on this one yeah like this series is already criticized as being so harry potter like and it just added to that and then referenced it well, here's the thing. I wrote down because Emily in the books, it's she knows about Harry Potter. She She's a bookworm. She loves Harry Potter. There's so many references to like Harry Potter or uh, Lord of the Rings or Doctor Who. Yeah. She's just a bit of a nerd, and she like some of her references are things I don't even get. And it's like I really want to know where this reference came from. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a referencey book. So I wrote down like about halfway through the book how she not referenced Chamber of Secrets is literally the same thing. Yeah, and then. I don't know how... You finally got it. I finally got it. Um, Emily shook her head in disbelief. A mimic. Why couldn't it have been a bloody basilisk? Which would you rather fight, a mimic or a basilisk? A basilisk. Fair. Because a mimic, like, that's scary. They didn't even know who is going to be the mimic. Yeah. It could be anyone. Yeah, it could be your best friend. Sight. It could be you. It could already have been you. Because yeah. if you are the mimic, you don't know that you're the mimic. Yeah. That's scary. So all of the, there was a point where she didn't know if because she thought it might have been her after she escaped from the window and she was like maybe I'm already dead and I am a mimic, but if I am I would have no way of knowing. Exactly. Creepy. Yeah. So um, there you go. And then uh, what else did I put? Um, well, the punishments at Whitehall seem really old-fashioned. It is an old-fashioned society. It's really set in medieval, but yeah, there is like hitting and like caning and stuff like spanking hannah had a great comment uh i was like spanking what if you farted it must have happened it must have happened but then imagine your hand going down and then and then you're like oh my hand is covered in fart i don't think they care that much oh how awkward though also like they're in like medieval times i feel like they'd all be quite smelly Mind you, they have got good showers in one. Yeah, true, but not everywhere. But I think they'd just be used to just a very different standard of life compared to where we were at. Weird, man. It is weird. I would not like to go to this school. Whereas, like, Hogwarts is like, I really want to go. This school is like, I like the magic system. I would like to learn the magic system. I so want to have magic. It would make it so much easier if I could, like, fly and I wouldn't have to walk to the fridge. I could just, like, summon cheese. Right. That's the main two reasons I want magic. (laughs) If I had magic, I would be the fattest person ever because I just wouldn't go anywhere. I would just, like, accio things that I wanted and then disapparate. You know what I think with this conversation? Like, uh, there was, like, a... I don't know if anyone ever watched Wizards of Waverly Place. It's so awesome. Um, But there was a great... Like, there was, like... Justin, the nerdy older brother, was like using magic, and his use for magic was so that he could read at night. That okay? They they were like using magic without permission, and and she's like, imagine all the stuff you could do if you didn't have to like have permission every time you did this and this and this. And he's like, oh, I could read after bedtime, and she's just like, magic is wasted on you. And I was like, well, that that's probably like wasted. Magic would be wasted on me. I would use it for yeah. those menial, pointless things. And she's like, you have a lamp. 
<laughs> Sorry, that was so off topic. <laughs> magic. Um, I want magic. Yeah, so that's kind of all my opinions, really. Mm-hmm. Also that Sergeant Mars is Bay. I love Sergeant Mars. Not as so much as Lady Barb and not as so much as Emily, but he's, no. he's a pretty damn good character. He is. So let's get into positives. Positives? I know, oh, hang on, characters. Characters. I love Emily. I, well, we, we've already said all the people we love, don't we? The new um, characters. The new characters, Lynn, I, I did suspect it was her. I didn't. I, I We always have this. I seem to just sense stuff. But yeah, I, I the whole time I was just screaming at her. Like, it's obviously Lynn. <laughs> because she just wasn't mentioned. She had, like, no... Nothing happened in her character. And I was like, it's so obviously her. But I did like the fact that there was a reason she didn't notice her. And that was she essentially didn't notice Lynn at all. Because subtle magic is, like, there's runes. that They do have a class on this. There's runes that are drawn. And it, like, will draw your attention away from something. Or draw your attention to something. It will it will really mess with you. But it doesn't use someone's direct magic. It uses the ambient magic in the air. And it, and it works best if it's not precise. So, like, if you put a rune under someone's chair was the example given that um, they had a broken arm that would make them think that their arm was broken they might it would be more likely to draw their attention because it was a specific uh, like rune rather than if you the rune just said you have a general injury it would be more likely to do you'd be more likely to not notice it and believe you have an injury it's a pretty cool form of magic I, I really, really enjoyed it, it yeah. but yeah Lynn was really talented with subtle magic and she had runes all over the place that just kind of all over the room that completely affected Emily's mind made her more studious which is part of the reason why she went and did the pocket dimensions away from her friends it also made her less careful made her leave notes around and stuff like so you like I suspected that it was Lynn that was going through her notes. I didn't suspect that Emily's mind was being affected and that she wasn't wholly herself throughout mm. the entire book really until cool. the end. Yeah. I really enjoyed that little nugget. So yeah, I like Lynn. I did like the Gorgon. She was pretty grumpy for the rest of the book because they, they weren't like arguing. But I liked I, I like the fact that there are Gorgons in this world and like it's, it's just an interesting character and you kind of see more of her. Yeah. Um. Oh, there were more teachers, but I didn't really care about them that much. I liked the teacher for subtle magic. I did. There wasn't... Yeah, oh yeah, I did like him. There wasn't loads of new characters introduced. Not really many worth mentioning. Most of the new ones died. Mm. Um, Again, not enough cap. Not enough cap. He was there. He was mentioned, but yeah. He was mentioned like You twice. will get cat eventually. I want... No. You want cat now. Mm. You just read quicker when you get to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, negatives? Obviously, Chamber of Secrets comment. It's Definitely. too similar. It's similar to Harry Potter anyway. Um, I was like, oh, by the way, other positive was I loved the whole mimic plot. I loved the idea of a creature that's not a creature, it's a spell. It was really, really scary. Yeah, I, did, I just didn't see that the twist coming with the spell. Um, like, it, it was clever, it was scary, it was like, it made you think. I liked that plot, the whole plot line around that. So whilst there's a criticism of it's very like the Chamber of Secrets, it was also, it had its own differences. And I, I kind of didn't mind it, it was just in the back of my mind, this is, so, you know, second year wide, like, at least it was a different <laughs> year. Um, but yeah, um, I don't really have many other negatives. Um, well, other than I saw the twist with Lim coming. I didn't, I, I thought it would be somebody that we hadn't met yet. Mm. Because that's what usually happens with these kind of things. Yeah. Um. And I. Other negatives. The only other negative I have, but it was explained later, was that she left 
uh, watching a Ken game that had her friends in to go work yeah. on Pocket Dimension, which is part of the Subtle Runes thing that Nina's yeah. doing. But at the time, I was like, they're, That's quite rude. They're your friends. They're your friends. They wanted you to be there. You should support mm. them. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, just like read a book or something and pretend to yeah. have watched it. I did like that at the next chem game. Alassa put a spell on her to glue her to the chair. Yeah. And she couldn't undo it because she was under restriction from her previous punishment that she wasn't allowed to use magic unsupervised. Yeah. That really made me laugh that she was just suctioned onto a chair. <laughs> but yeah, now the only real negative. Shall mm-hmm. we do some ratings? Right, plot. Plot, I would give it a... I would give it an 8, but because of the Chamber 16, I'm going to give it a 7. I'm going to give it a 7. Yeah. Uh, characters? Mm, a... I like the characters that I've already been introduced, but in terms yeah. of new characters, if we're comparing them book to book in the series, in terms of new characters introduced, wasn't as good as previous books, so I shall give it a 6. I was going to give it a 6. Also because... We are agreeing today. We are. Also because the, um, the characters that we already know... In this book, at least, there wasn't much development of them. That is true, yeah. Which um, is fine. Yeah. It's just as far as that category goes. And also, the main character that I love... In, well, because Emily being a, one of the few main characters that I love, she wasn't wholly herself in this book, mm. so maybe I liked it a bit less character-wise because of that. That's very true. Feels? It's quite scary. It wasn't <laughs> sad, but, like, I... I don't know, it wasn't like terrifying giving me nightmares horror film type thing, but the idea of a mimic was something that kind of stuck with me a bit. Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a six. I was going to say a five, because I've given quite low feel scores so far in this series. That's true. Um, but I did think it kind of stuck with me a little bit more Maybe than the others. Maybe Yeah. Uh, world? Again, we said this in the last Marvel thing, it's the same world as the other things. Maybe we should just drop the world category for sequels, because... Yeah, but I think the world oh, expanded development more. of the world. Yeah, I, I liked the different classes that you could take, and yes. I liked the healing and the subtle magic classes. I really like the subtle magic. That aspect that was added, I really like, and that yeah, kind of so. stays. Yeah, that is a good point. So I'm going to say seven. Mm-hmm. I, I would say a six. Okay, and then readability. I read it very quickly. I don't even know. Yeah, I read it pretty quickly two i guess i'm gonna give it a seven i thought you said you were gonna give it a two then <laughs> gonna give it really quickly two no yeah seven fair enough overall overall um hang on what did i give the last one that is a good question uh eight i don't think it was as good as the last one me neither i'm, I'm gonna go seven. seven hey <laughs> boom jinx Right, well, <laughs> that's the end of that review. Thank you for listening. If you listen, if you didn't listen, you can't hear me right now, so why am I talking to you? Um, <laughs> um, feel free to get in contact. Have you read these books? Did you like them? Did you? Did we make you read them? Please say we made you read them. I would love that. Um, then, yeah, get in contact. We are on Twitter and we have email. Shall I try and do it? Go on. Our Twitter is at Bookworm Podcast. Yeah. And our email is thebookwormpodcast at gmail.com yes I did it that's the first time I remembered them both in Um, 17 episodes congratulations we're getting there we're getting there Um, so yeah please get in contact we'd love to hear from you and we will see you next time bye bye bye